This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 227 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections for the entire universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford. Enjoy today's tip. Hi, Glenn DeGeek here, back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Well, today we have our second part in the series from Carol Gordon, who's our CPA and the owner of Blue Ribbon Accounting up there in Massachusetts. If you missed the first part, check out yesterday's show, episode 226. She's going over her four points on her hit list that are mandatory items for horse businesses. And her expertise, of course, is in the equine accounting and tax issue area. And she provides advice to equestrian professionals all over the United States. So we're going to get to Carol with her second part in the series here very shortly, right after this word from Equestrian Collections, and then the other two on Carol's hit list. Have you ever wondered what the favorite products are for customers at tax shops? Well, EquestrianCollections.com decided to publish that, and you will find the list at EquestrianCollections.com. I think you're going to be very surprised at what the top pick is. It definitely indicates the gender bias of the people who shop there. I was also really surprised at the second item on the list. Well, are you curious? Go to EquestrianCollections.com and click on the Top 10 Products link in the middle of the homepage. And don't forget to follow them on Facebook. They have one of the most active Facebook fan pages out there. Just go to Facebook and search Equestrian Collections, and you'll find them there. Join up, join in, and remember, for the whole universe of equestrian shopping, at your fingertips at a price you can afford, visit EquestrianCollections.com. Well, hi, Carol, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. We appreciate you being on yesterday, and we're going to sort of finish up uh, a two-parter that we started yesterday. Hi, Glenn. It's nice to be here again. You had a fancy name for this two-parter. What was the name of it? It (laughs) It's Carol Gordon's hit list of four things that every business should have in place. See, I didn't have that written down, so... (laughs) (laughs) You probably don't have that much paper. And I don't have that much memory left in my old age either. So yesterday we started with the first two. We introduced you uh, as one of the newest experts here in Horse Tip Daily, and we really appreciate you being on. And, of course, you're the CPA, so we're talking about accounting for horse businesses, and you run a business called Blue Ribbon Accounting up there in Massachusetts, not too far from where we used to live for a couple years, and then we gave up on Massachusetts, way too much (laughs) snow and cold, um, and moved down here to Lexington. But So today we're going to finish up that two-part series. If you didn't hear yesterday's show, you might want to backtrack. Go take a listen to yesterday's show at horsetipdaily.com, and then then come back and take a listen to today's. So what are the final two must-have tips for horse businesses? Well, number three is that every business should have a credit card that's dedicated for business use only. We all have more than one credit card, so it's not that it's not going to be a lot of extra work. It's not that we have to go open up another credit card. We just have to kind of switch our purchases around going forward and take one of the credit cards that we already have and dedicate it for business use only. And I'll tell you why we need to do that in just a minute. Okay, so you don't kind necess- of goes along with number four. You don't necessarily have to have one in the business name, which are hard to nope, get sometimes. No, not at all. Yeah. No, 
Nope. And that kind of goes along with number four, too. Okay. Number four is that we need to have a checking account that's used for business use only. And uh, this, the same thing might apply. You might have multiple checking accounts. And again, it doesn't have to be in the business name. It just needs to be a checking account that going forward that you use for business transactions only. And the reason is... Um, there's a couple of reasons. One of them is because, again, at tax time, it's going to make things so much easier because all of the transactions that are going through those accounts are going to be business transactions. So you're not going to have to go through and figure out, okay, you know, this farrier expense, was that a personal farrier expense? Or was that for some of the, my boarders' horses? Or was it for school horses or whatever? It's going to be easy. Everything's going to be in there that's going to be business. The other reason is it's going to take a little bit of explaining. Um, there is a, a IRS rule called the Hobby Loss Rule. And what it involves... I remember is, when this came out years ago, and boy, it was like, what? <laughs> it's very complicated, and I think we could do another whole show on it. Uh, yeah. So I apologize. We could do 10 shows on this, brief. actually. Yeah, so definitely do the Reader's get, Digest version, or we'll be yeah, here for a month. I'm going to. I know. So I'm just going to have to like skim over the why part of it and just how it applies to why it's important to have a checking account. Basically, if you are audited, the IRS can determine that your business is what they call a hobby activity, and it's not a real business activity. And the result of that determination would be that the deductibility of some of your expenses would be limited. And when the IRS makes that determination, it's based on whether or not they feel that you're conducting your business as a true business, as a true profit-making activity, or it's being, it's being conducted with the objective of making a profit, whether or not you're making a true, true profit. And one of the things that they look at is whether or not the business um, – activity is segregated from the personal activity. Okay. They have a checklist of things that they look at, and one of the things on the checklist is whether or not you maintain a separate checking account for your business and whether you maintain a separate credit card account for your business. So you're putting yourself one step ahead by having those two things in place. So if you don't do it for any other reason, if you get audited, you're really helping yourself out by having those two things. Okay, so so have your credit, have a dedicated credit card and a dedicated uh, checking account. Checking account. And, and obviously, if if you if you go back to your first tip, which was have a tax ID number for the business, then getting that uh, attached to the checking account is even more concrete. Right. Uh, and and the business name on the checking account is even more concrete. So. Right, you can do those. That, those are a little bit more complicated. So, I mean, the first thing to do would just be to set these up. These, to me, are like the first steps in setting up your business, or the okay. you know the first steps in training a horse. The things that you really need to get done now. You can go, always go back afterwards and set those other things up. But we, if you're going to do four things, these are the four things that you should really put on the top of your list. We should really take some time uh, during one of the tips in a future episode to talk about. To get into a little bit more depth on on those guidelines of what's a, a hobby and what's a business, because I do know a couple of horse people that have gotten nailed with that one. So um, we really should probably take a little bit closer look at that. 
All right. Well, let me well, this just throw in a little. Can I throw in a little plug? Yeah. To say that if yeah. you are interested in finding out more about that now, if you go to my website yeah. and you click on the tab for my monthly newsletter, um, the most current edition of my, my monthly newsletter is on that tab. But at the bottom, there's a link to my blog, and my blog has um, a listing of all my monthly newsletters, and I did cover that in one of my monthly newsletters, I think, last year. So you can get some more information about that now if you'd like. And how can people get your newsletter? Um, if you go to the monthly newsletter tab on my on my website, you can sign up for my monthly newsletter right now, right, right. there. It's an it's an email newsletter, and if anybody ever has any questions or suggestions for the for the monthly newsletter, please send them to me. I love to get people's suggestions about what's important to you. All right, and that's at blueribbonaccounting.com. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Carol. We're looking forward to having you back again. I tell you what, you know, it's I run a horse business, so I'm I'm always listening to you and Elizabeth also from uh, uh, Equestrian Professional. I just I learned so much from you guys. Great, thanks so much, Glenn. Well, thanks to Carol for joining us today. We really appreciate that. And for finishing up that two-part series, we'll have Carol back with some more tips as we get down the line, as we get down the trail, as we say. And uh, don't forget that you can drop me an email at glenn with two ends at horseradionetwork.com about whatever your little heart desires. And also don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the network at horseradionetwork.com. Well, I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Thanks to Equestrian Collections. Until then, stay safe, everyone.